And we can still talk, uh, talk for a little bit, make sure everybody can be heard. Yeah. Everybody heard. Hit that music. Welcome back once again to the Lone Star Meeple Podcast. With me as always to my right is the Red Meeple, Alex. Yo, everybody. To my left, we have the Green Meeple, Michael. Hey, howdy, guys. And myself, the Blue Meeple, Sean. We are the Lone Star Meeple Podcast. It's been a little while. It has been. It hey, has guys. Been a little while. I think we say that a lot. I think, I think it's uh, officially season three. Season three. Return of the Meeple. Return of the Meeple. Return of the Meeple. Return of the Meeple. Year 2022. Yeah, the double double deuce Meeple. I think we also need some new theme song. Is that, is that a thing? Or are we keeping this one? That's fine. We can do a new theme song. It's, 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 Let us know what y'all think. Do we'll, y'all, want, y'all want something new and interesting? We want to keep the old one. Yeah, we'll get uh, Mr. Hugo Delgado to compose another, another symphony, symphony for us. A masterpiece. A Meeple a masterpiece. masterpiece. And then I can actually perform for it because just for all you people out there in Meeple land, just to let you all know, I am now officially the 2022 Austin Monsters of Hip Hop Parent Dance Champion. I have to say it was impressive. Did you see the video? It was, it was really. I, I have to say. I with, got hurt watching it. With Even with all your little extra girth. I know. See, you're, look. You're break still dancing, bust- break dancing in my 20s, man. Even now, 20 years and 50 pounds later, I'm still, I could still kind of do it. Although, after he finished dancing... I could hear his breath. I was it was so bad, dude. I was so when he brought out the other two, I was like, Oh my god, please don't make us do a finals. I don't know if I got it in me. <laughs> dude, I might just be like, bro, I'll just whatever the prize is, we'll split it. You good with that? So this was at your eight year old's dance competition? Yes, yeah, it was a dance convention that she has to go to for for her dance teams. It was uh, a hip hop one. So that's when of course Leslie's like, You have to go with this to me. It's like, Okay, fine. And then they say, Oh, by the way, what do you mean, by the way? Because it's a parent dance competition. And she gives me that look that like, like, you want me to do this, don't you? She's like, no. Yeah. I, was like, <laughs> I will say, Chikari told me, that's the kind of stuff you're going to have to do if we have kids. And I said, I'm going to have to invite Sean to our dance competition. So he'll go up the front <laughs> and dance and pretend it's his kid? Yeah, and I was like, well, what do I get if I win? Because my analysis was all like, oh, I think you're going to win. I was like, oh, okay, well, maybe. But it's like, I'm like, what do we get? It's like, we get a free, a free entry for next year. And it was like 300 bucks for this thing. Worth it. Oh, yeah, so I was like, oh, okay. I so like, I win $300 because so we're won. going next year yes. no matter what. Yeah, so I pretty much won 300 bucks. So I was like, okay, well, that works. That's not horrible. I didn't make, I didn't win $300 dancing this week. But now the I only lost problem. $300 dancing. <laughs> <laughs> now the only problem is I have to try to like one-up this. I'm like, this is going to be the thing now. Every year I'm going to have to compete in this and try to win so we don't have to pay for this so anymore. So you're going to practice next year? Yeah. Maybe <laughs> maybe you'll get in shape. Well, maybe. Maybe. I mean, sh- shut up. I mean, Shape is not in the front. I'm in shape <laughs> everywhere else. The front of it is a, <laughs> His shape, it's shape is round. It's round. Round to shape. I say that shape. knowing it, my shape is also round. Wow. Yeah. I, I thought that was a requirement for the meeples. <laughs> <laughs> it's part of the part of the charm that we bring to the yeah. table. But now uh, now Alice wants me to start teaching her like how to like break dance and how to like do some of those moves because she had she was like she stood she I heard her like when Leslie was recording it she goes like <gasps> she's like he knows how to do a freeze. Like, Aren't you paying for her to take hip hop classes? Yes, but they don't teach you how to break dance in hip hop class. Like, and also like, I, yeah, hip hop and break dancing are different. <laughs> it's choreographed stuff. That when that's the other fun thing is we I, I drag Leslie to uh, like a, it was a parent dance class. I'm like, you're making me compete on stage in front of 400 strangers. You're gonna come to the parent dance class with me. <laughs> and there's a re- and it's all choreographed stuff. And I was like, this is why I never did choreographed dance because he's going through the counts. 
third count in, I'm like, I lost the first two. I'm like, wait, right, so what? you never what? learned the number after three? <laughs> yeah, four. It's four. Well, dancers four. start with Quattro. five. Dancers start with five, five, six, seven, eight. eight. Yeah, yeah. But after the first two eight counts, and he's going through all the moves. That's it. Okay, They're cool. Done. I got it. And then he goes through the next segment. By the time we're hitting like thirty seconds into the song, I've already now forgotten the whole beginning part of it. I was like, this is why I never did like choreographed dance. I just kind of did my own thing. I've done one choreographed dance on stage at one point in my life. It was when I was in college, and it was a the college did a female version of like a this whatever pageant but then the did the male version of it too called crusader knights and i did a country music dance on stage with 30 other guys it was yeah i've, I've done them i've done them it's just i haven't i just i was never very good at it because my memory sucks yeah. but anyway board games that's what board we're here to talk about not my ridiculous <laughs> antics on stage well you brought it up so speaking of board games up. what have you been playing lately sean Oh, I've actually been playing. There was one. You have it on your table out there. I got it for, Al, well, I got it for, in quotations, Alice for Christmas. I think that one counts. I think that's okay to it's, say that no, one. Yeah, no, that does. that does. So the Legends of Andor family version. Yep, Legends of Andor family version. It yeah. is actually a lot. We played it just once so far, but it's, it's a lot of fun. So Emily and I only had Jace uh, on Christmas Eve, so we just like were hanging out. It's like, hey, let's go to Emerald Tavern and play board games. So we say, hey, do you want to go? Where me and my friends go play board games. He's like, sure. So we walked around. He walked in the store. His eyes just lit up. I was like, I'm going to buy this kid a game, and we're going to play it today. And he's looking around the store, and I, I see this one. I was like, this one looks really cool, The Legends of Andor. He's like, all right, let's try it. And we sat down at the, one of the tables, and we played it, and he liked it a lot. Yeah, no, it was really good. It's it's similar. I mean, it's similar. It's been a while since I played regular Andor, it, but I, know it, I remember it being very similar, too. It feels like Legends of Andor, and it feels like Legends of Andor does as much as, like, My Little Scythe feels like Scythe. Mm. It's like I'm playing a junior version of this big game. The rules feel the same. The storyline works. It The map is very similar. Um, and, like, there's the storyline. Everyone's working together. But every character is different. So, like, one character has four dice. So he's really strong at fighting. But one guy has lots of action points. So he can move further. Yeah. That's really good. And then, like, the wizard, like, gets has, like, the insta-kill on things. Yeah, he has just one big die. Yeah. I don't have kids, so... I played regular Andor. That was a lot of fun. Regular Andor is fun. Regular Andor is fun. I don't and think my eight-year-old is going to really get into regular Andor just yet, though. And, you know, I could make an argument that my little Scythe is way better than Scythe. <laughs> I'm just saying it feels like it. They do feel similar. Yeah, no, it was really good. It was, it was really good. So anyone out there with, uh, with with kids or just one is a lighter version of Andor, check out Andor Family Version. Family so we've, edition? we played through most um, – I don't remember if it's in the other room. Mm. Family, something. So I think there's five – um, scenarios, but there's 10 different missions. Mm. So the first scenario is you do the first and second mission. The second scenario, you do the third and fourth, so on and so forth. So we're, next time we play, we'll play the last one. But the rule book says after that, just mix and match. So just mix up the missions. We're going to do this one, this one, this one this time. And they all really work together well, so it would probably be fun. So you can play it in, in infinitely number of times. That's Infinite number of times that works. And infinite. And and like, infinity, infinity, infinity. You just no. moved further. I don't think the button does no, anything. That button I, think, anything. I, th I think you have to turn it up. Try it again. There it goes. There, oh, there go. we go. <laughs> just leave it turned up. That way we can use it. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, so you can just mix and match the missions after that. Yeah. No, that didn't, no it, was, it was fun. I, I enjoyed it. She really liked it. She was like, oh, this is amazing. Because, you know, she... We've been playing, you know, the nonsense shoots and ladders. And, and it feels like a real board game. Yeah. Cool, cool. Well, let's let's move from kid games to a little something a little more adult. 
This is a game we all played, uh, In Too Deep. All right, so this is one game um, we all you, played it called... You're just going to start the whole thing over. <laughs> okay, so let's move on to a game that's a little more adult. It's called In Too Deep, pun intended. But the, uh, I mean, besides the name being adult-oriented, <laughs> uh, it's a game where you have a bunch of minis in the middle of the round board, mm-hmm. and you are controlling the minis, but none of the characters are yours. So the concept is you're a hacker hacking into these cybernetic criminals um, trying to complete missions. In its core essence, it's like a pattern building pick up and deliver. Yeah. So the mission cards will say this guy needs to be in the alley with a gun across from someone else with a car. Yeah. And you just need to move everybody around to arrange that. And it gets a little annoying because other players manipulate doing the same thing, doing the same. (laughs) So it's like, no, don't take the gun over. I need the yellow guy in the third space. Don't move the yellow guy. I I remember that being such a pain because we played what with four players. Yeah. So yeah, by the way, when you take your turn, you do your things. By the time it gets back around to you, the board is so completely different. You're basically starting from scratch. Ramped real hard. Like level one missions were like, get the blue guy with the gun. Okay. Blue guy, gun. It took two, three turns. I got it. But the next one was like, get the blue guy with gun in this specific location alone. Oh, that's going to be a little harder. And the third mission was like, get the blue and purple guy across from each other. One of them holding the gun, the other in the car. And there has to be nobody next to them. It's like, whoa, I have to control five spaces in order to accomplish this one goal? Yeah. It, it The ramp up, like, I feel like the level of difficulty between cards was not balanced. Like, it went from, like you say, it went from, bro, oh, that's easy, to... Wow, that's and kind of, no. wow, that's really hard. And then the third set is just impossible. There, well, there's no if well, someone next to me happens to be doing something similar to me, it makes it easy. Yeah, I did play um, several times with my brothers and other mm-hmm. people. I will say a couple of things is if you are doing like mission A1, A2, and A3, they kind of play off each other a little bit. So that helps if you're planning yeah, but I don't know what you are planning. Yeah, so. and it's no, difficult no, but to plan. You, you plan it. So if I do mission A, and then the next one I try to do mission A2, mm-hmm. some of the pieces are already in position. Yeah, but when you draw cards, though, you get them randomly. You don't have a choice to say I'm going to get A2. Right, you may you can, never draw another A You can again. discard them, and it, it has a little... I'm saying it has a little mitigation for that. And in one of the games, I slow burned it, and I did all the level ones mm-hmm. while other people were jumping around... And then I did a bunch of level twos. So my, the powers of my guys were so high that I had all those extra movements, actions to do the higher to missions. To manipulate stuff. But the because problem, you, can, you can spend the... There, it's called a hook or the... Yeah. Yeah, like the, the, the influence. Influence, yeah. You can spend the influence to get extra actions, but you lose victory points in doing that. But the problem became that the game was so long that I didn't care anymore. I was just like, end this game. I'm tired of it. Yeah, and I think that's what we did wrong. Like, when we played, we would just, we were flying through them, and then we we were underpowered to the point where when we got to the next level, we just like, couldn't uh, do it. I have two actions. But will, you should have more actions than that if you're playing correctly, yeah. I will say, I will give them originality. This game is original. It's I definitely different, yeah. I cannot think of another game like it. The closest one I can get to it is that I was thinking of was uh, Tiny Epic Quests. How Tiny Epic Quest has the, you need to be in this pattern or that pattern Yeah, to it does score. have those, yeah. Um, that's the closest thing, but even then, it's like 10 times 
heavier than tiny epic mm-hmm. quests. And there's no push your luck mechanic. Yeah. So it was an interesting game. I'm, I'm still on the sh- fence about it. Yeah, I, I would like to play it again. Like, I remember it being really interesting, and, like, I, I did give me things to think about. I'm like, okay, how am I going to do this? But it just, like, in practice, it just, I don't know, it kind of fell short a little bit for me. Yeah. Mike? Um, so I got this last Century Golem in the mail a little while back, and I've been and I've played it a couple times, and but I wanted to play all of them put together, the Century Golem trilogy. Uh, I have read that the version one, the first one and the third one work best together. So when we got together the other day, I brought all three of them, but we just brought out one and three and played it. And it was a lot of fun. It was able, it was interesting to get that first deck of cards back out and use it, uh, gather them in a different way and being able to use them on your table. So you have them in front of you. You can use them when and how you want. It was just, I enjoyed it. I would play it again. I've played that version and I have to say it's the best one. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't played any of the other mix-ups, but yeah, I think it was the first one I've done is that one. It's really interesting. You have that tableau down at the bottom. So if you don't know the Century Golem games, it's it's a worker placement in in and of itself. But then the third one, yeah. Mm-hmm. But then you're adding the cards from the first game, which is like. Uh, Engine builder kind of. Yeah, engine builder, card yeah. dra- card drafting so, kind of. So those cards, when you draft them, you build a little engine in the bottom that you can place a worker on and then activate all your and cards. And they call it like a train, um, spice route, a uh, trading route. Trade route. Trading route. Yeah, so trade like, route. as long as you have a guy on there, you can jump to the end of the line. You don't have to pay resources per card. Right. Yeah, uh, it was, yeah, it was it was good. I, I, that was actually the first time I ever combined two. I've never played with yeah. them combined. No, I lie. I'm sorry. I think I, in the Century Spice, I think I played yeah a couple combined I think Eric. once. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but this was this was good. I I like that too. It, it, it's you know you're building out your your own personal trade route, kind of toward the bottom, and and, that, yeah. and no one else can really use. So it was interesting. I did find an insert that holds all three of them in one box. And I was like, okay, I might get that because it's taking up a lot of shelf space with all three boxes there. So I was like, maybe I'll just put all of them in one box. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm very anti box, anti multiple box. Yeah. Let's get them all in one box. Yeah, until you it's like you realize it's a Simon box, and the box alone is just the size of one full <laughs> Kalex oh, cube. We'll talk about that later. All right. <laughs> uh, it's in one box. It just happens to be a shipping crate. That's all. <laughs> all right. So this one that we uh, we just played this day. Like, I played it a little bit like at home, but I just I made Michael just play it before you got here because it's only a two player game, and you weren't here, so. Is Orlog? Oh no, I missed another video game game. It's, it was I took it, one for the team. It, it you liked it. You said oh, it wasn't yeah. bad. Yeah. You know I enjoyed it. It's Yahtzee. Yes, go ahead and explain yeah, it. Yeah, so it's it's Orlog the dice game. It is for anyone that's played Assassin's Creed Valhalla. It's one of those little mini games you play like when you're out and about like amongst the town with the people. You just, it's a dice throwing game. And for those of you who have never played this game, it's competitive Yahtzee. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> it is competitive Yahtzee. You, like you you roll dice and you take turns rolling dice. Isn't and then, Yahtzee competitive? As no, is? no, no. It's, like I'm gonna like shoot you with bows and arrows and beat you with axes. Yeah. Competitive. Oh. Think Viking Yahtzee. Yes, Viking okay. Yahtzee. Competitive, <laughs> competitive Viking Yahtzee. So, I think from now on, on, I'm just gonna call it Viking Yahtzee. Wait, <laughs> so I like that way better. So it's just King of Tokyo without the without the insert, without the cardboard cut. No, cardboard cut. it's different than King of Tokyo because you don't. No, have, it's, it's Viking Yahtzee. You're not listening. Viking Yahtzee. No. <laughs> Viking it's not Yahtzee. giant monster it's not Yahtzee. Yahtzee. <laughs> no, it's Viking Yahtzee. Okay. No, but yeah, so you, you roll your dice in Yahtzee style, obviously, since we've been calling it Viking Yahtzee for the last two minutes. 
Uh, and then at the end of it, you just resolve them back and forth, kind of like in player order. And then the, the what makes the game a little bit more interesting or what keeps it fresh is there are 20 different god favors. That, that it's the Vikings? It's it's the Viking, Viking Yahtzee. Come on, get the program, Alex. Is You pick these different god favors, and there's 20 of them in the game, and you're only ever going to pick three at a time. Mm-hmm. And they all have wildly different abilities and powers. So And some are stupid. So, well, it's on the first you lost. <laughs> Not the first time. No, you won the first time. My gods are stupid in that point. Your <laughs> gods are stupid in the second game. But yeah, it was just because like um, I was able to ro- roll several arrows and get and you rolled the shields to block the arrows. But my god's like, you know what? You pay this much gold, none of those shields count. So I was like, yeah. And then you had one very similar with the axes and the helmets. That, yeah. Because the axes get blocked by helmets and swords get or arrows get blocked by shields. Yeah, but it's good. It's it's a it's a two player ten minute game. Mm-hmm. I you know I got all the upgraded bits. I will say my one complaint is it is the upgraded bits for the god favors upgraded. are actually worse than the ones that the cardboard. Yeah, the we cardboard ended up punching ones. the cardboard cutouts and using yeah, those. Yeah, because they're hard to see. Like the wood that they print that they etched it on is dark, and then the etching is dark, and it just it it's hard to make out which one is which. Yeah, it was a bad stain they chose. I think, yeah, it, and then but the cardboard ones actually had the information on it. The the fancy wood bits. I guess once you learn the game well enough, I, I don't think I'm ever going to remember yeah. what all twenty do. There's no way. But one, I, that's the only way I could see it being more beneficial to use the wooden ones because yeah. the cardboard ones had the information on it. You didn't need the cheat sheet. Yeah, and, but that that was that that was sort of that, that was my big complaint about it is just that. But other than that, I thought it was a good game. I like it. I, I have no opinion. We'll play it later. We'll play it later. It's ten minutes. No, no, ten minutes. It, it we can already, play one live on it. It was already played once. You, you each have to play it once. That's did you play one. World of Warcraft? I did. I just saw it on the list. It, well, no, it's not the World of Warcraft. So this is interesting. No, I was thinking Small World of Warcraft. No. Okay. No, no, no. Which I would love to play that too. Um, but no, it's the Pandemic World of Warcraft. Um, oh, I have heard of that one. Yeah. So uh, my wife, Chikati, loves, well, doesn't love. She tolerates cooperative <laughs> games. I thought you were going to say Warcraft for a second. I was like, really? I was like, oh, that'd be awesome. I'd totally play with her. That's cooperative. Um, yeah. But she likes cooperative games, and I think it's more because she doesn't, uh, she gets competitive. Um, so there, you know, we're working together. So I bought the World of Warcraft uh, Pandemic, and it's actually good. I was surprised that it's different than Pandemic, but the same at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of having four diseases, you have to kill. Uh, zombies. Zombies are spawning all over the place, and they're all the same, pretty That's much. Familiar in a pandemic and, game. Yeah, true. But here you have to attack them, so you're rolling dice, and depending on how well you roll, you can kill one, two, or three, four, or five of the of the zombies. And they have these missions, so you have to go into these dungeons and destroy the dungeon bosses to really uh, win. And instead of having like ten different ways to lose. There's one way. There's like a, a scourge track. And if that reaches zero, everybody dies. And there's like a hundred different ways that it reaches zero. Uh, but it was really fun. The characters were neat. They had cool little powers. Like I was an orc shaman that uh, shot lightning. And if you killed one guy, it can jump to the next place and kill a guy and kill, jump to the next place. Uh, but we got our butts kicked really bad. That like, sucks. Like three times that I've played, I, we haven't even been close <laughs> to winning. It's it's fun. And that's a good thing for a quick a competitive, a cooperative game. The, com, com, the game should win. Yeah. Well, every now and then. Like every it, now and again. The game yeah. should have a chance at winning. Absolutely. Yeah. Which is hence why I got rid of Xeno Shift like a while back because I played the game about eight times 
every single time we just got beaten down so bad to a point we weren't even close and there was nothing mm-hmm. we could have done about it. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna sell this game. I bought the app and even in the app, I don't think I've passed two rounds. It's oh, so Zen- it's Zeno Shift? like Ghost yeah. Stories is the same way. Uh my friend Robin, he plays Ghost Stories and if you if you win, he removes the card from the that boss from the game. Everyone who played it signs that card and he puts it in the box. <laughs> It's like there's ten or how many ever bad guys in this game who we'll play through them all. It's like a Once. legacy game now. Yeah. Uh, so the next one on my list is Rise of Queensdale. It was a uh, legacy game. a legacy game. Um, Emily and I have been playing it two players, and it's quite a bit of fun. You have your little patch of land that you're growing uh, buildings on, and it's really interesting the story that comes out because part of it is. There's very much a cooperative part of it where, oh, by the way, there's a fire. And if you give these resources, we can put out the fire. But if you don't, (laughs) bad things will happen. (laughs) So you have to decide. I could just go score my points the way I've been scoring points, and I can ignore the fire and just hope she puts it all towards the fire. But then you find out later if you gave enough to the cause, you get points. So it's like, all right, that's interesting. So the story it's giving you is a pretty good story, which I think is important in a legacy game. But then the buildings, like, I'm able to, like, build statues, and I have marble, and I can get lots of points this way, or at least did for a little while, but I think I've plateaued on that. And she's getting really frustrated because she couldn't get marble and build the points like I did. I'm like, yeah, but you have a 1,000 resources, and you can build all the things, and I'm having trouble getting any resource except marble. So even though I'm scoring a lot of points with these statues, you're scoring a lot of points other ways. Um, and then as you go, you have to score more and more points to end each game. But if you win a game, you move up. But if you didn't quite reach that point, you were still one game behind. So Emily at one point had to get 47 points, and I only needed 30. So I was like, okay, let me get there. But everything she did gave her more points. She builds a building, she gets 10 points. I build a building, only get seven. Aww. So it's interesting. Wah, wah. The further go up you go, you're... <sighs> Your castle, your buildings are better. Your re- kingdom's better. It's interesting. So we haven't quite finished yet. I think we have three more games left on it, but it's been quite a bit of fun. Nice. Yeah, we need a new legacy game. The lesson that we played was was uh, uh, Plank Legacy. Plank, Plank Legacy. Thank you. I was about to say Ankh Legacy. Oh, what? That's not it. I'm waiting for Dead of Winter Legacy when it finally comes out. Is that being? Is that a no? Thing? There's not a chance that's happening. Oh, that'd be great. But I would I would pay all the money for I'm Dead of Winter Legacy. I'm almost curious to get the werewolf legacy because in my head I'm like how did you turn that into a legacy game you're going to play werewolf 10 times and, and you it. actually yeah. stab people and they have to be done oh i like oh bronx style yeah. okay yeah. that's good that's werewolf bronx style that's all that's <laughs> werewolf bronx all right there you go werewolf uh, bronx. i know sagrada's coming out with a legacy one but doesn't feel like it's going to be super in depth i don't it might be but that's the only one i know that's coming out yeah. Making Windows Legacy? I don't, know. I don't know. The King's Dilemma, I heard, was pretty good. I heard that one was good. Yeah, yeah but uh, that's like well, all bluffing negotiation. It's basically yes. like the closest thing you're going to get to Game of Thrones. Actually, in yes and no. My brother and his group of friends bought it, and I was excited to go and see and try it. And they pretty much told me it's not really that worth it. Mm. It's pretty much, um, here are two choices. The villagers are hungry but we're sending the food to the army. Where should we send the food? And everybody argues, and whoever's the king decides. And then they open up the little storybook, and they read 
what happened because of that decision. And, I mean, there's a little bit more in depth to it, they say, but that's pretty much the game. You, mm. get, you get two hard choices, and you have to make the choice. So the last one I have on my list is, it's not one that I've actually played, but it's one that I want to play because the other thing that I've been playing is Stuff Fables still, and I really I pretty much say that every time because mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm still playing it with my daughter, so rather than go over that again. But there was another game that I saw that just recently came out called Corrosion. It looks kind of interesting. So Corrosion, it's, you're, you're basically, you're people running a factory, and you're building these machines, and, like, you have your resources or, like, your gears and stuff like that, except over time, they start to degrade, and they go away. Like, they just, they start to corrode, hence the name of the game. So, like, on your turn, you have, like, a choice. You can either, like, build something or do something, or you can rotate this wheel and, and get some other stuff. And then, But as you rotate the wheel, if it makes it all the way around to a certain point, all of those resources, whoosh, gone. That's it. But eventually, you start learning how to make these chrome gears, and they never corrode. Ooh, chrome Ooh. is the best. Yeah, but that's what it is. So you're building out all these machines, and then you're trying to get, like, this engine going to, you know, to obviously to win and get the most points or the least corrode. I'm not really sure what the winning condition is. I just kind of watched a quick video on it. But it looked interesting enough, and, like, the, the, the mechanic of you kind of have to use your resources quickly and efficiently mm-hmm. before they, you lose them. This seemed interesting, so it's one that I want to play. Corrosion. So if anyone out there has played it, feel free to let us know. Well, Tell this, us what you this think. This section is called games we've played, not games we want to play. Oh, just just pointing that. I out I that. played it in in my heart. Okay, fair yeah. enough. Yeah, he, uh, he justified it. Math checks out. <laughs> Can't yeah. argue with it too much. Uh, the last game I think we've all played twice all together, but I know y'all well, played I mean, it a couple we played of times. It more times, yeah. It's uh, the the third in the series of. Of the Eric Lane games? Yeah. Of the, oh. Uh, yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to say, I thought you were going to talk about Lattice. Nah. Uh, Ankh. Yeah. Ankh. So I will start off by saying what an obnoxious amount of pieces in that game. Oh, my God. Well, I mean, it's a There's, Simon game. But even so, I mean, this has this has an obnoxious amount of pieces for a Simon game. <laughs> and, I mean, I own Rising Sun with the all-in. But there, yeah. every... You think it's worse than Star- Arcadia Quest? Ooh, that's a good question. The problem with Arcadia Quest, it's so much stuff, and it's like, let's set everything up, and then you win in five minutes, and you're sitting there going. That was a lot of setup for nothing. That was a lot of setup, but man, it was fun. Uh, I would think the setup is easier than Arcadia Quest, but it definitely has a more obnoxious amount of pieces because there's a lot of pieces that they didn't, like, they could have, the, the game goes up to five five players. They could have made five armies, and then you just put a little colored disc on your god. Mm-hmm. But no, every single god has to have its eight eight figures. Not six. Warriors. No, plus the two. No. Oh, there's three. There's three of the, the, the priests. The wizard. Priest, there you go. Thank you. Oh, okay. So six, seven, eight. So, so it's each, nine, ten, ten. Because the god, yeah. six warriors and three yeah. priests. So so each little bo- each little box has to have Yeah, but you can't play with the And then each yeah. one each one has to have its own chips. And each one and it's just an obnoxious and then the what are they called the minions the the guardians the guardians I didn't realize how many guardians they were till I was putting them in the insert yeah well we went there's, for the all in also yeah so we have like, all the extras <laughs> there's like fifty guardians in the game and you only play with three per game yeah it's just so I will say that I'm gonna start off with that is but that a good thing or a bad thing bad okay That's, I, I'm gonna put that I'm gonna chalk that up into like very bad. Let's be more efficient with plastic. It's running out. But 
We can just make more. That's true. Yeah, that's <laughs> well, not exactly. Mind. I wouldn't consider plastic a natural resource that oh, we're then, worried then, about then, running then, out then of. Never mind. No, it's obnoxious because we're they running. We're running out of uh, shelf space. That's what we're running out of. That is a, that is a valuable yes. resource. But man, is the game fun, even when you're losing and getting your butt kicked left and right. I had a lot of fun. It is. I th- th- like I said. I I will still stick by the fact that the game is unbalanced, broken. Sometimes you just have a game where you cannot get anything going. Like that happened to you. Yeah. Like this game. Like last time we played, it's just. I was enjoying the game. I had fun playing the game, but I was just frustrated the whole time because every time I tried to do something, it was blocked one way or it just didn't make sense to do. And any chance I had to make an op- uh, choice because there's five actions that you get to four actions that you can choose to do. And none of them ever really made sense for me to do that. It's going to hurt me to do this, but if I do this other one, it's going to line you up to do something better. And, I just always felt behind the eight ball that I was making choices, but they were just kind of meh, that they weren't great choices to make. Yeah, and that that was my experience with like one of the game, but it's the same thing. It's like it's just like, ugh. so like I I may almost try to employ like an, another strategy next time is just gonna ignore the events altogether. I'm just gonna pick whatever action is best for me to hell with whatever the consequences that, are. That might be a good strategy. That's the thing about the game that I love. It's one strategy works in one game. Mm-hmm. And you try it again and it doesn't and you have to constantly adapt and adjust to what's happening in real time. It's not one of those games like that. I mean, there's several games out there that the first five, six moves are predetermined. Mm-hmm. If you don't take this. Looking at you, Hansa Teutonica. Well, I wasn't, wasn't going to call names. Well, okay. I'm looking at you, Sansa Huponica. <laughs> but yeah, there's a, there's several games like... Uh, for example, in Blood, and I'm gonna I'm gonna point a finger at one of my favorite games, Blood Rage. If you see the sea serpent in your first hand, you take that. Yep. I mean, that is a you don't even think about that, you know. And there's I've, three other cards or four other cards in the game that just make that one better. Yeah, well, not even that. Having two boats yeah. Is, yeah. is butch enough as it is. And if you have two boats, you better take those Loki's dragons, let or else, die. or else you're wasting you're wasting valuable resources, and. These pre-described, there's pre-described uh, actions in games, to me, make the game a little bit less attractive because, well, I know what you're gonna do. You know, it's like those people who play chess who already mapped out ten moves in their head. <laughs> oh, you moved that pawn. Yeah, I see what you're doing. Yes, yeah, so I, I won in forty-two moves, and it's like, really? Then why are we sitting here playing the game? Like, what's the point? What I love about Ankh is, it's a real time. Sh- tactical game where oh sean did this um i have to counter by doing this and this or else i'm going to be behind the eight ball the entire game Mm -hmm. it's it's and you know he moved his guy over here that changes everything because now he's going to be in the fight too and i didn't necessarily want to fight him i just wanted to fight him it's it's just a lot of interesting at the moment. One of the things I like the best about the game is the camels, which is really, it's not the minis. It has nothing to do with that, which they are really cute, the tiny little camels. But twice during the game, you put six camels out and you get to divide a territory. So the first half of the game, you're getting, there's three different monuments and you're trying to collect these monuments and get the most in each territory. And then someone comes in with the camels like, all right, you don't have any in this territory anymore. Say no, but that's where all my people are. <laughs> and speaking of obnoxious amount of pieces, the fact that they have what four molds for the camels, 
It's kind of cool. I mean, that <laughs> it's cool, but a little, like, obnoxious. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, is is a lot of stuff. But uh, that, that is Ankh. And th- this time around, we did it a little different, because I know when I wanted to play again, we've always been playing, like, the, the basic sort of just dudes on a map version. And there's more scenarios that involve, like, you know, ha- having cities on the board or having these areas are worth more points because it's fertile ground. So everyone really wants to fight over those. Mm-hmm. But then, like, you have some people that might be like, well, fine, I'll let you guys all fight over that. I'll just hang about here and dominate everything down here. The desert is mine. So, uh, so yeah, so it's it's interesting. I would like to play another scenario that's just different than the mm-hmm. standard sort of thing. Yeah, the last one we did, we had a couple cities on the board, and the territories gave you bonus points for yeah. being in the city. It's kind of cool. Yeah, so, but yeah, but I, I will agree. It's just, Ankh is one of those things, like, every game is just going to be a different experience for, for better or worse, for good or bad. You may have one where it just, like you said, no matter what you do, by the time it gets back around to you, like, well, there's times where no matter what you can do, there was no way you were going to be able to get a guardian. There's no right answer. No. So... Saw something on the internet, and this conversation made me think about it. So, borrow. Oh, what did you see on the internet? This is a kid-friendly show. <laughs> buy, borrow, or burn, and you list three board games. You have to pick which of the ones you would buy, which of the ones you would just borrow from a friend, and which one would you just get rid of, burn. Oh, of okay. It. All right. So, so I would. So we're talking about Air Clan games: Blood Rage, Rising Sun, and Ankh. Oh, this one's easy for me. Alex oh. hit this one right, I perfectly would, on the head when he when he texted us earlier. Exactly right. I would I would adopt all three and love them very, love very them much. equally. Yes. Okay. So to be fair, Alex, how many of these three games do you own? All of them. All right, Sean. Uh, just two. Which ones? Ankh and Blood Rage. Okay, and I currently own Blood Rage and Rising Sun. I will so say I also own Chaos in the Old World. That doesn't count. And for Arcadia us. Quest. It doesn't count. And for this. we're oh. not just talking about Simon games. We're we're not, uh, Eric Lang games. Yeah, those are all Eric Lang games, too. Well, I know, but we're not just talking about all of them. All right. It's the trio. So, which one would you buy, Sean? I would buy Blood Rage, hands down, every time. Oh, yeah? Blood Rage. Every time? Every time. Every time. What if it's Tuesday? Uh, you know what? Tuesday morning, Tuesday. Well, maybe not around brunch time, because I would get a little peckish around that time. But no. Other than that, buy it. Anytime. Buy Blood Rage. I would buy Rising Sun. <laughs> I agree as well. Out of the three games, Rising Sun is my favorite. It's one of the ones that I'm glad I own, and I don't think I'll ever get rid of. And that is fine. That is your opinion. Just know that you are both wrong. Okay. All right. Uh, Alex, which one are you borrowing? Blood Rage. Blood Rage? Well, good thing he bought it. Yeah. I'm definitely going to borrow Blood Rage. It's the one that brought me into the world of gaming. It has Not only do I have that emotional connection, but it is a solid dudes on a map game. The And it's... Fairly simple to teach. Out of the three games, it's the easiest to teach. It's the easiest to learn. There is a lot of strategy and in-depth to it, but the basic rules of the game are fairly simple. Yeah. Um, The only thing I would ask, like the only thing I would change from Blood Rage, I would like a more balanced deck of cards. Mm -hmm. Or just another deck of cards. Yeah. There's more cards in general. Eric Lang, if you're listening, second deck of cards. Uh, I agree with you as well. I would borrow Blood Rage. He did say... He did say he was working on something Blood Rage related. Yeah, I hope so. But yeah, I would definitely borrow Blood Rage. It's <laughs> Watch, I'm going to be so pissed. <laughs> I do really enjoy Blood Rage. If he does something like ridiculous like, oh, I'm working on something Blood Rage related. It's a new digital wallpaper. No, it's probably going to be Blood Rage 2. Yeah. Or not. another player <laughs> army that you can only use five of. No, it's definitely going to be Blood Rage 2 that doesn't. It's a second edition that doesn't uh, 
work with the first one. So you want to add just enough of the game, but the card backs are different, so you have to buy the whole new thing again. Mm. Yeah, but you all capitalism. know that we're going to buy it. All right, so um, I guess that's leaving Sean burning Rising Sun? Yes, I would borrow Ankh, and oh, yes, I right. would burn Rising Sun. I would burn Rising Sun, and the and if it was like when it was completely ablaze, I wouldn't even pee on it to put it out. That's what I would do to Rising Sun after I drop a hot dump on it. That just proves you have bad taste. No, no. Rising Sun, I would awful. I would definitely uh, banish Onk. I guess banish, yeah. I said burn. It, yeah. Weren't you just like five minutes ago singing praises to the game? Oh, it's great. Okay. It's just real time. But in, compa- of but in three comparison, games, yeah. Of the three games, games, I would get rid of Onk. I would yeah. much rather play Rising I Sun think, or Blood Rage. I think it's the weakest one out of the three. But you're, t- I mean, in my brain, you're talking about like a 10, a nine and a half, and a nine. Yeah. So it's not. Four. Yeah. Not I, saying I, it's bad. Not saying I don't want to play it. I would just, I would rather play the other two. Yeah. I don't like Rising Sun. All right. So on the same list, uh, I decided let's find the very top, the best of the best, and do the same thing. So buy, borrow, or burn. And I chose the number one, the number two, uh, three, and the number four game on BGG. Number two is Pandemic Legacy. I took that one off the list because it just didn't feel like the same thing to put a legacy game in there. So the choices are Gloomhaven, Terraforming Mars, or Brass Birmingham. Hmm. That's 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 a rough one. I've actually I, never played Brass Birmingham, so that's going to be a little I've, rough for me. I've played Brass Birmingham, and I think I've played the Lancaster one too. Yeah, I've like, only I've played the it. Lancaster. I haven't played Birmingham. But I think that's the one I would buy. I think of the three games on the list... I would get the most out of Brass Birmingham. Okay, yeah. hit me, hit me again. It's Gloomhaven, Brass, and Terraforming Mars. Oh, man. See, I know. I would, f- I would buy Brass Birmingham too. Mm. <sighs> what do you think? Which one are you buying? Which one am I buying? Probably Brass. Okay. So yeah, I think that's the one that's easiest to get to the table. Will play the most and has more interesting. the The, the problem is with the next two. Okay, so okay, I was, I was thinking about doing something different. So borrow on three. Or do you know your answer for borrow? No. Oh. Because oh, I was going to say one, two, three. Let's say it. I do. Okay. I know mine. Are you All ready? Right. Yeah. You right. One, two, three. Terraforming Mars. You, what? <laughs> yeah. All right. So Sean and I said Gloomhaven. Okay. Wait. When, what do we need to do to vote out on Meeple? <laughs> you can't. Well, I'm, you just I'm, hit the mute button. I'm permanent. Oh, yeah. Mute button. Hold on. There we go. <laughs> Oh, no. Uh, oh, there he is. And you... <laughs> oh, oh. Did the mute buns off? Okay. No. Right. Uh, okay. Let me... Let me let yeah, me go for it first. Uh, yeah, because obviously, I think Gloomhaven's a better game than Terraforming Mars. But, I mean, we we never finished it. Well, we never get through it. And there's so much to it, it's too big of a game that I honestly don't want it on my shelf anymore. Uh, it's fun, but... I no, and at least terraforming Mars. At least terraforming Mars. If you get good enough in it, you might be able to play it. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's one of those things. So scientists say that when you eat something ten times, you get the flavor and you start liking it. Maybe if I play terraforming Mars ten times, I'll button, start yeah. liking it. <laughs> no? no, 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 no. I don't know. So here, here's why I think that. Gloomhaven is a borrow because you're right. No, we didn't. We didn't get through it, and it's hard to get to the table as like a, let's do the whole story. Okay, and so else. to be fair, us three played it. How far did we get in it? 
Oh, we barely. I a don't quarter know. of the way? I don't know. I, I, I would say about a quarter of the way. There's maybe, a, maybe a quarter there's of the way. Is it, which you're right. That's not much. There's 100 missions, give or take. And, and we did 20-something. 20, 20 or 30? Yeah, but we messed up, too, because we went back and did things we shouldn't have done because we're bad at reading. Yeah, reading sucks. Yeah. But here's why I would say borrow that one. Gloomhaven, you can still drop it on the table as just a, hey, let's just do a skirmish type of game where we just do this thing. Forget the story. Forget all this, you know, making it like a ongoing thing. Let's just drop it on the game on the table. But would that be fun? The whole fun of Gloomhaven was watching my character become a monster. That one time when I think YouTube promoted your guys, oh, and I was still a level was like 12, <laughs> and you guys just stood behind me, and I was swinging my axe in circles, killing everything. That, to me, was the best Gloomhaven adventure I had. But then I became a level one again, and I was like, oh, man. Mm-hmm. All right, let's strategize. Um, I've just never really enjoyed Terraforming Mars, but Gloomhaven, I every time we played, I did enjoy it. Have you played it? Yeah. No. <laughs> so I that's why you've never heard. That's why you've never. I, I don't want to. I've, you're right. It's I, just I have zero. I look at it on the table. I watch people play, and it just does nothing. It's a, not even one of those, oh, I'll play that eventually. It's like, no, I just, it's the opposite of interesting to me. Yeah, like when I first played. So, like, before I played it, it already had so much hype around it. And I was all like, oh, wow, yeah. I guess I had it built up in my mind, like, oh, my God, I have to play this game. And then I played it, and I was like, this is what everyone like. Well, okay, it's like I when guess. the Sunday meetups were still a thing and we went to the restaurant with like 30 people every Sunday. And I think one point there were three tables playing Terraforming Mars. And I'm like, doesn't look interesting. And they sat there for hours playing. And it was just the base yeah, game at the time. We got through three games and they're still playing that one. And I'm like, it looks boring. No one yeah. looks like they're having fun. And yeah, but, I didn't. I didn't. But like I've it. enjoyed Gloomhaven. Every time we played, I had fun. So that's why I put it as the borrow. Yeah, I, I agree. My problem with Gloomhaven, it's just too big. Mm-hmm. It's too, I mean, Isaac should have uh, broken it down and been like, here's 10 stories for 10 bucks. Here's another 10 for 10 bucks. Micro, <laughs> micro, yeah. micro purchases. My, well, that's going what he did with Jaws of the Lion, isn't it? Well, you get 25. And honestly, I think he did a lot of improvements. And I think the new one, um, the ice Frost, one, Frosthaven. Frost, yeah, Frosthaven would be a lot better now that he figured out, like, oh, if we just print everything on the map, open the map page. Oh, that'd be, I think yeah. the setup for Gloomhaven to die in three moves sometimes just wasn't worth it. Hmm. But it's already on the table. You just reset, do it again. Or just be like, oh, actually, I didn't play that card. I played this card. Actually, I had six health potions on yeah. me, and I drank them all at the same time. <laughs> That's kind of why we don't play time stories anymore. The die like, was well, cocked. Actually, yeah, <laughs> How many times have we played the a card cooperative was game? <laughs> the card was cocked. <laughs> the die was cocked. All right. Um, so, the end of the year, kind of. Beginning, of, of, beginning of the year. Talking the about year. the last year, since it's January, we're going to talk about 2021, the year to remember. Or... Yeah. Not no no you could remember there's, there's 2020 we, is definitely the year we don't we don't talk about that one that that is known as the don't dark talk times about 2020 <laughs> so we decided new to intro give, song right there <laughs> we decided to give a couple awards this year we uh, expanding from game of the year we're gonna give the expansion of the year so we each picked uh, the expansion that we enjoyed the most at least that's how I picked it it's like yeah. which expansion did I buy to a game or play that I enjoyed the most yeah that's kind of what I did uh, kind of yeah. Well, mine also just because it was so darn clever. Let's start with that one. All I right. liked it. Well, originally I had put the unmatched expansions 
because uh, I love Unmatched, and now they have the Marvel expansion. Did you get Deadpool, uh, Deadpool yet? I haven't gotten them yet, but it's on my to-do list. But then I thought about it. I was like, that's kind of a cop-out because it's also its own game. Mm-hmm. Each expansion is like the Buffy one. You don't need. It's not really an expansion. So then I thought about it, and I really, you know, prayed to gods and the, you know, the Thunder Lords out there. And I've settled on Merchants of Cove. Merchants, Merchants Cove. Cove. Yeah. yeah, Merchants Cove. The secret stash. Is that the one? Where, like, it was the, the. Was that the pirate? The, no, not the pirate. No. The so yeah. So I I went all in, and the secret stash was supposed to be all the Kickstarter extra things, but and this is in case you haven't opened yours or you threw the box away. Spoiler alerts! Spoiler alerts ahead. Three, inside two, one. Okay, go for it. Inside the secret stash is a, another character, the rogue. And it's actually printed, like, inside the box. So you have to look in the box and put the box in front of you. It doesn't have, like, a player sheet or anything. And you had to go online to read the rules. So it didn't even come in the rule book. Yeah, you had to, like, scan the QR code. And it took you to the rule book for the Rogue, which is just another character. Plays a little bit different. But I thought that was just so clever that they didn't mention it. I went back to the Kickstarter. Nowhere does it mention the Rogue. That and it's just, cool. yeah, and it's just a little extra, here you go, guys. Thank you for going all in. That's fine. You know what I mean? That, that I, th- I, th- I thought that was so clever, so nice. And it uses nice. the box that you have it, to look under the box. Yeah, like I, I just thought that was so clever and so nice of them because it didn't require any extra pieces. You know, it's like. Because you're using everyone else's. Yeah, you're using every, every yeah, it's, it's just, I think more games should throw their their players a little, thanks a lot for backing us, guys. That's a good one. So I picked for mine Rorik Stone and Blade. Rorik was a Kickstarter game from 2019. That's got, yeah, yeah, it was before, yeah, it was before the, the, the year that we don't speak of. Um, so Rorik Stone and Blade, what that did was it, it took Rorik. Rorik was already an interesting enough game. It was, it was fun. It was dudes on a map. But really the game, the crux of the game is on the bidding on the board where you're kind of bidding and putting your people out to decide what actions you want to do. Because you have a one, two, three, and four kind of. Yeah. And like, and it's the one and it's their power and their initiative. So the one is the weakest, but they go first. So if other people are doing the action, you get pushed all the way down to the bottom. So you're doing a weaker action, but you're doing it faster. But if you wanted to bribe that person, you know, or, or like put some extra money in there, you could bump up their power to like say a six. And keep so his initiative as one. So it's but keep his initiative as one. So it, it was. It's really interesting, like how that part there, works. There are so many times where I'm like, "Aha! Here's my five. I beat you." And then I thought about, it, I was like, "Oh wait, but I'm doing, like, like I, 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 I put a five on movement and a one on summoning units, and I'm like, or backwards. I put a yeah. one on some a five on summoning units and a one on movement, and I'm like, oh, I'm not gonna get to move the units I summoned. Oops. Oh well. Darn yeah. It. So, but it, that's really cool. And what Rurik Stone and Blade did is it, it adds just a number of modules, which is a thing that expansions do that I I really really like. It's not just it's just all of this new material. It's a couple of different expansions. There, none of them are overtly ginormous, but they add enough to make the game a little bit different now. So now you have these things. They're your inheritance. So everyone kind of starts with different resources. Whereas before, we were all starting with the same stuff. So it varies it up a little bit that way. You know, you can get, uh, you know, there's different leaders now that you can pick from. Now you can capture units instead of just killing them. It's more risky to do it. 
but you get better. You know, there's bigger reward if you do capture them. Uh, they added in special buildings now, uh, so like they, they they made it a a lot a lot better, and I think that adds that variation and that flavor to the game that it would that it really needed to kinda to to keep it fresh. So that's Rurik Stone and Blade, my expansion of the year. Uh, my expansion's from Between Two Castles of Mad King Ludwig, and it's the Secrets and Sores expansion, and it adds some ballrooms and the secret rooms and uh, some things that are in the castles of Mad King Ludwig, and it's very similar to that's expansion as well but i liked how it just it was just more of the same but also added some bonus things just it just a few different more ways to score but the game still felt the same it still felt like the drafting game it was and it didn't inherently change the entire game but it gave you more of the same but one of the really cool things i liked about it is it you could tell they planned ahead for it because the insert that they gave you gave you a game trace insert and it there's a spot in the box for it. So you open the base box and it's like, oh, this insert game trays slides right into this other game trays. And it just all fits nicely together. So as silly as that is, having that expansion fit nicely in the base box, the plan for it. Was I, nice. I always wonder if they had that developed as part of the game, held it off. And just decided to release it later. Because video games do that all the time. Mm-hmm. Like it'll be like, oh, this is the DLC for the new for this game. It's already on the disc, already coded. It's already there. You're just oh, paying it, an extra twenty bucks to unlock it. Yeah, it's very possible. It does felt. It does feel very much part of the game. But I think a good expansion does. A good expansion doesn't feel tacked on. Yeah. No. I well, agree. I mean, look at um, Seven Wonders Duel. The expansions even even slide and connect to the board they do. perfectly. And how I think those are probably the I God, I love those expansions. No, they make the game so much deeper. But yeah, it, it connects to the it even connects to the board perfectly where I sit there thinking, okay, when Seven Wonders Duel came out a long time ago, that they already think Well they oh, put a notch put, in the board, but But what was it for? It, did they put the notch in the well they put the notch in the board for the for the green circles, the science tokens. The science No, rewards. but on the other side too. Yeah, so on the on the other side, there's these little divots that do nothing, but then when you put the other board in there, it oh, slides. It, yeah, it slides into the divots, and that's the latest expansion. Mm-hmm. So that they planned this when, or maybe like, they planned something. Something we we are making a puzzle board. We don't know what the other two pieces are, but, but here's where they fit when we make. Oh them. yeah, and I love that. I, I love that a lot. And then I love when developers think of, like you said. We know when expansion is coming, here is space for that expansion mm-hmm. because I hate boxes. Yeah. Um, the first one that I ever noticed that did it was Dixit. Dixit, you open up the game and it's just cards. That's 99% of the game is just decks of cards. But there's like five wells for cards and you fill one of them. There's enough cards in there to fill one of the wells. And you're like, there's five empty ones. So each expansion was just a small deck of cards that you just add to the wells. So the, the box will stay the same. But you just fill the wells with more cards. Hmm. The first game I noticed was um, My Little Scythe. You can tell there's empty. <laughs> there are empty spaces there's, there. There's eight spots for characters, but they only gave you six characters. And there's two very empty spots for the characters. Yeah. Hmm, what's going on there? Yeah. Did you ever get the expansion for that? Or did you get no, rid of that game? I, I got rid of the game. It's too light. Yeah. All right. Game of the year. Game of the year. All right, doing boom, 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 boom. <laughs> that's, that's enough fanfare. Okay, doing boom, a boom, little, boom, boom. 
Oh, okay. Doing it a little different this year. We're going to come up with the, we're going to talk about two honorable mentions, and then we're each going to pick our game of the year. What's our favorite game of this year? All right. So how about I go first? Okay. So the first in my list as an honorable mention is one we've all played and we've all sung its praises, Onk. I could not leave Onk out of this list because it was such a good game. So much variability, so many pieces, obnoxious amount of pieces. Obnoxious amount that of pieces, yeah. It's a lot. It, it's such a great game. And so much to the game. And I can see why people don't like it. I understand. But I think they're wrong. Mm-hmm. So that's my first, my first honorable mention. My second honorable mention is... Yeah, keep going. Okay. My second honorable mention is going to be Merchant's Cove. That's a good game. That it's, a game. it's a good game. It, very unique. Do you still have it? I, yeah, it's, it's I know it's for it. sale. Did you get rid of it? No. Nobody's bought it. I would, I'd play it again. I, I, I it want again. to play it again. Again, my problem is it has like 30 boxes. Yeah. And mm. I hate boxes, so I don't want to carry boxes around. But if you guys want to come over, barbecue, and play Merchant's Cove, I'm all there. Um, but it was so unique. I like how it has all the different games all the different characters i want to play all the characters it has that secret stash character that i thought was amazingly clever but the game ultimately fails because the characters end up playing exactly the same every time if you're the dragon rancher you have your strategy you're going to use that exact same strategy to try to win every time like you have one singular goal and only one way to get there so the variability comes by playing different characters. Granted, there's like 10 of them, so you're going to get at least 10 plays out of the game. Yeah. But I feel once you play all the characters twice, you have no reason to have the game anymore mm-hmm. because the, the game, the characters aren't going to change. Uh, so I couldn't give that one my game of the year. So your game of the year is? I cheated a little bit because uh. this game actually came out... December of 2021, late December. And we had already filmed or recorded our game of the year for that year, so I couldn't put it in. Ah. So it's going on this one. That counts. That's true. It's a Dune, gray area. Sure. That's, yeah. Gray. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's a little gray, but Dune Imperium. Game of the year plus or minus two weeks. <laughs> Dune Imperium. <laughs> Dune Imperium. That is such a great game. The... The deck building with the worker placement was unique. I I think that one, and it gets compared a lot to the Lost Runes of Onarch because that one also has deck mm. building, but they do it in so such a different way. Each one is uses the same mechanism so differently. I think this one is better in my humble opinion, but uh, I'd agree. It's competitive, it's fast, is slightly stressful, uh, it's so great. It it just it hits all the marks. When you, re- I like that it's not um, point based. Like it's not we play eight rounds and whoever made the most points wins. Yeah. But it's whoever reaches whoever triggers that end game is probably gonna win. But then you have those cards where well I gain two points for having the most of this card and, and I gain another and this, point yeah. and this one so I actually won. Uh, I won a game like that and it felt so satisfying. Mm. Like so, someone else yeah. triggered and you won. Yeah, like it was. It it's such a great game. I had to give it to Dune Imperium. I had to give it its props. Yeah, no, Dune Imperium's great. I do I like the game a lot? That's a fun game. And the expansion just came out. I mean, did the expansion? Did was there? What's the expansion do? 
Uh, it adds, so there's the green section on top. Yeah. There's a board that goes on top of that, and it's a whole new section. Does it puzzle piece in? And does it fit in the base? Like it goes on top as in like it replaces it? It, it replaces it? it. Oh. oh that's yeah. So cool. it gets rid of a whole section and adds a whole new section and another faction. So there's another board that goes on the side. I don't actually know what it does. I pre-ordered it and it hasn't gone here. Okay. But believe you me. It the might win the expansion of the year next year. Maybe. <laughs> this year. Next, the expansion next year. For 2022. 2022. Yeah. Yeah. This is 2021. Well, I'm saying the expansion will win next year. Who's on first? Whatever. Yes. Okay. Sean, <laughs> you next? Yes. All right. So my first honorable mention is Dark Ages Rise of an Empire. That was fun. This was a another big Kickstarter. Um, it is a dudes on a map, but it does something that I thought was really, really interesting is you have these action discs and you're placing them out there and you're putting, you know, you're putting them out there and what action you want to do. Once the action discs get to a stack of three, it automatically kicks out the bottom one and goes down a level to something called a reaction. And you get to pick one of two things to do. So it makes it interesting. Like, even if you use all your discs, you might still get other things going on. Or you could try to stack it up. You say, okay, I'm going to go here first because I know other people are going to go. So I know I'm going to get the reaction. And it's, you know, there's a lot of resource management in the game. And it does something similar to what I mentioned before. The game itself has... I said probably close to 15 modules. Yeah. Like there's the core game and then all the modules is only they're all really tiny, five cards, 10 cards. Some of them are just one card that everyone just gets this card and now you have this extra thing you can do. Uh, and none of them are that complicated on its face. Now I wouldn't play with all of them in one shot. That would just be a nightmare. But, you know, they they add enough to the game where you can constantly change kind of what the feeling of the game is every single time you play. So that was for as far as dudes on a map go and like the variability of it. Dark Ages, Rise of an Empire. I'd love to play that game eight players. Because, yeah, well, that's the so Have you only played it the once with us? Yeah, just the once and you know, a couple like dry runs at home and stuff like that. But the uh, the thing I will say about the game is there was two versions of it. There's the, the Holy Roman Empire and the Rise of Charlemagne. Like, and the two maps like work together. And the two maps, yeah. So you can play uh, each individually. They're basically the same game, which is different characters, different cards, but functionally they all do the same thing. Except the maps combine. So now you're playing one game is in Eastern Europe, one the other game is in Western Europe. Each one plays four, but if you take the maps and you flip them over, they combine to do all of Europe, and now you can play up to eight people. Mind you, I feel like that's going to be like a seven. Hour. It's going to be an all day thing. Yeah, order some pizza. Let's go. Pretty much, but I mean, I'm I'm curious to do it once. I don't think we would ever do it more than once. So oh, no. I'll probably sell one of them at some point. But it, okay, you can <laughs> split them up. Split them up. It's this way, if we ever decide, we just like buy, borrow. We're good. It's yeah. kind. It's <laughs> like we cut. We run at each other with the two maps, like Shazam, and just put them together. I remember that was one Kickstarter that I was like hovering over the back button, and I oh Sean back to this game. I was like. Never mind. Yep. yep. So it's. Uh, I think I convinced them to do it too. That works for me. No, I don't think that. Maybe, yeah, I maybe. think I sent it to you, and you were like, "Oh, maybe. no!" I know you sent me. You sent me Wonderland's War. I was like, "Son of a bitch!" I was like, "Cause he knows me that well." The second I saw Wonderland's War, I was like, "Yep, bag it." Mm. He's like, "Did you look at what the game was?" Nope, not yet. Didn't even look at it. I just saw it was Alice in Wonderland and a creepy version of it, so backed it. Uh, and then my second honorable mention is Ankh. Not no big surprise there. Uh, I think we've talked about that one <laughs> pretty much ad nauseum. You had, you guys know everything there is to know about it, but yeah, it's the thing that made it an honorable mention and not game of the year is the fact that it's although it's fun every time I play, the experience of playing it is 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 very swingy. It's broken, unbalanced. It's fun every time, but also just the 
setup and the breakdown and everything of it is just ugh, too much. So honorable mention, great game, not my game of the year. My game of the year, I don't know if this is considered a cheat or not, because it's basically the second version of a game that's already been out. It's considered a different game. But it is a different game. It's The <laughs> Crew, Mission Deep Sea. Which one game of the year last year? Did it one game of the year? It did. Year? It was my game of the year last year. The other DC? No, The Crew. The, the, he's talking about the, the new crew. one. The Crew, yeah. The yeah the Mission crew. Deep Sea is the new one. The Crew was my game of the year last year. Oh, the saying. regular Crew. So that's you, right. I'm yes. explaining to him, that's not right. to you. Okay. 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 So, so yeah, I mean, it's awesome game and it's one of those things it's it's easy to teach it's quick to get to the table it doesn't have a lot of pre- you could take that game any anywhere you go i will make the caveat it's easy to teach for people who know how to poo a trick taking game i've tried to teach it to people who've never played a trick taking game they've never played hearts they've never played spades or 42 or anything like that and they're lost and i'm like if you don't understand the basics of trick taking this game won't be fun for you mm. but if you enjoy spades you enjoy hearts if you grew up playing those games and you're good at them this game was a blast. Yeah. Like, I, this is a game that I can just, I could sit, I could play this game for like just a couple hours on end just and just go, go, go. And I right, was do the next one. Let's do the next one. Like, oh, we were so close. Do it again. Well, I will say it's a great game with the right group. Mm-hmm. If you, like, last time we were playing, it was us That's and true Eric. Of every game, though, isn't it? No, I don't think we'd have fun playing Terraforming Mars. I have a feel like if like we got no, some I think, I think people if, together, I think just got a, like a quarter keg or something. And two just of us playing. burned it though. So I think fine. yeah. I, th- I think if, if like three of us, if us three and Eric were sitting playing terraforming Mars, we would not have. Well, that. that's the fun. We play terraforming Mars. We just drink a little bit, get a little crappy, and then at the end of the game, we say, "Ah, we burned I it." No, like I said, I played. <laughs> I played the crew several times. The the original. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I have fun. Sometimes it's a horrible, frustrating experience. Um, depending on the people. L- last time we played the Deep Sea one here, with you, me, Michael, Eric. And Raymond. Dave. No, 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 Dave. Dave. Dave was here. And Dave. I had a ton of fun because you're joking, you're laughing. Uh, so it really depends. I mean, it's true of every game, but I think that game is so simple that the people you're playing with actually matter a lot. Mm. Yeah, I'd say so too, but it's it's also it's the puzzly aspect aspect of it that I like. like I played a lot of spades mm-hmm. when I was younger. Oh so. yeah, I think I worked at a summer camp and we've played thousands games of forty two, which is just a domino. It's spades in dominoes form, mm. and just just being able to play trick taking games like that. And I remember playing spades and be like, all right, I'm blind yellow, not even going to look at my hand. I'm not going to win any card. Any. Oh yeah, I'm a, I've, I've, and I've, I've, I remember blind nail very being well. able and looking at the cards after you do blind nail. It's like I'm not going to win any of these. Oh no. Yeah, then you look over. You got <laughs> this the ace. Isn't you be you have the ace of spades. You go. Oh no. Well, uh, <laughs> let's just end this round quickly. Boom. There you go. Ace. Yeah, but anything besides the ace of spades, you have a chance. <laughs> Ish. Not really. It's hard. It gets slim. All right. Uh, my three. Uh, first one I'm going to talk about is the first one that we ever uh, reviewed. After the Empire, it was a worker placement game that had a, um, I can't think of the name of it now. Uh, Tower defense? Tower defense aspect to it. So you're working on building a castle, and you're building a physical castle in front of you, putting dudes on the on the ramparts and putting archers in the way. Getting, But then, like, a card gets flipped over, and like, oh, you're getting attacked from the west. It's like, oh, no. <laughs> I didn't defend any on the west. I have anybody on the west. <laughs> I have everybody on the east. <laughs> and then so there's three or four cards that get flipped over. And a flight. He said, look to the east. 
dang it. But it's uh, I've played it many times, and it's a lot of fun every time I play, being able to build your wooden castle and then switch it over to a stone castle so it's stronger and you put more guys up there. And then without a fail, you try to defend everywhere. It's like, okay, I only have this many guys. I have to leave this this side a little weak. I don't have a choice. Three waves come at that side. Like, it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so After the Empire is my first honorable mention. Second one, uh, y'all finally played with me, the Chronicles of Dronagar with the dungeon right. crawler mm-hmm. game with the, uh, had the doors with the story that unfolded and we ended up going around the ship and killing the big bad guys. Played it at your house. You put it in my house? Yeah, yeah remember the character sheets have dice on the sides? Oh, and, yeah, okay, and the, I got gotcha. you. And All the right. little action cubes and stuff. It um, doesn't explain it very well. No, I'm also tired, so I very well just probably had a brain fart. Um, it's one of those games that I wish I had a group that could play it, that we played games like that more. I really want to dig into this game and play it more. And it's one that I've thought about pulling out and playing solo and getting two or three characters and just running through it solo just because I want to see the story and I want to see it work and I want to watch the characters grow. And I think it would be a lot of fun. But um, kind of really opposite of both those games is a very lightweight game that's getting my game of the year. Kahoku, which is a uh, tile placement game. Tile uh, lane game. By, I think it's 25th Century Games. And it's just a super pretty game. It, you're building a koi pond. All the pieces are acrylic tiles, and they're dual layered, so the bottom has the print of like the bottom part of the water, and then the top of the acrylic has the fish on it, so it looks like the fish is swimming through the water. Yeah, I will say, when you put that one on the table, the first thing I said, I'm like, I would, that game is amazing looking mm-hmm. I mean, like it just immediately i'm like i don't know what that is but we're gonna play that that looks awesome yeah. and it's be- yeah it's beautiful and i've been trying to buy i've actively been looking for this game nobody's selling it yeah it's that's really hard to find well not that's also a sign of no. a really good game mm-hmm. i've had i've had people coming up uh kickstarters that just come out and you see a week later selling 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 so i'm like yeah, you know what that's not a very good game the thing is, I didn't even. I looked at the Kickstarter and I almost backed it, but I didn't. But then I backed another one from the same company called Teo, uh, King Tut, uh, Teo to Walk In. No, Tut Cobbin is the name of the game, which is a Reiner Knizia game. So it's like, oh, this game looks awesome. It's Reiner Knizia. It's going to be good. And then the Kuaku was on the pledge manager. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm getting this because I've been wanting it and it's on the pledge manager. So I grabbed it and it came in. I was like, dang. I like this game better than the one that I actually backed. It's a fun game. I um, super simple. You're gonna grab two uh, two tiles from the center. One's a fish, and one is a scoring tile. And each scoring tile scores slightly different ways. There's flowers that want f- the same color fish all the way around them. There's statues that just want any fish. There's rocks that want baby fish. So some of the fish tiles have baby fish on them. There's frogs that want the dragonflies that are in the art. So each fish tile has a uh, one fish, but there's several things also on the same tile, smaller aspects like the dragonflies and the babies and things like that. And it's just being able to put those together. And I think I've played it more than any other game that I, this past year. Yeah, no, that was that was a good one. I liked that game. I think we played it like twice in a row, like when we were at Emerald Tavern one day. And we pulled it back. And that, like we, with, we played with it our and, group playing twice in a row is a high compliment. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That that was a really good one. I do I do really like that game. That was fun. All right. So games of the year. I got Kwaku. 
I had the crew mission deep sea. And I had Dune Imperium. Dune Imperium. So what's uh coming to your house soon, Alex? Um nothing really. I don't have any That's Kickstarters sad. that are shipping, oh. but I did get another update on Sweet Mess. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh hold on. Let me pull up my popcorn. <laughs> Yeah, no, so the last update, so the game was supposed to ship, for those of you that don't know, four years four ago. Four years ago. <laughs> so the guy, the original guy, had it ready to ship and everything. Stole our money, pretty much. Another company comes in, hey guys, we're going to ship this game out to you. Oh, okay, that's that's great. They've spent about a year designing the game. Like, the last update was, all right, guys, we have the core, all the core rules ready, and we're playtesting it and stress testing it, and we streamlined it, and it's good, but we're changing the icons, we're changing the coins, we're changing the recipes. I'm sitting here and, like... Is it the same game? I'm like, why didn't you just, like, make a new game? That's yeah. uh, But you know what? I'm just hoping something arrives in the mail uh, sometime. I don't, I don't know. But, yeah, it's been fun. It's been a fun ride. If you want to... Laugh, go and read the comments. Start at the beginning and keep going. It's there's gotta be thousands of pages of comments. It's great. People are still yelling at this new company. You all are thieves coming in and helping them. Yeah, you're all our thieves. Give us back our money. It's like we're not the ones zero of your money. Yeah, this is a whole different company that took over, guys. I have taken absolutely zero of your money. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. My up the only one I know that's going to be coming relatively soon is Ark Awakening. It's another Kickstarter one. Uh, the premise of this one is everyone gets a different, you know, like alien race that you're playing as, and you wake up in like your your pod or whatever the case was, and you're trying to and like you're you have amnesia, like that's mm-hmm. kind of the premise. And like you have like these hidden goals that you're trying to do, but you don't necessarily know why. And it turns out like you're on this massive monster ship called the Ark, and there's all these different. So think like Room Twenty Five, where there's all these yeah. different rooms. That can do different things. So it's you're kind of trying to traverse this big ship, exploring different rooms, opening up other rooms, using the the room's ability to try to like achieve your goal. It's it seemed really interesting. There's a lot of different, you know, races you can pick from. The board changes every time you play. It's one of those like yeah, that's what I'm looking for. Dynamic. There you go. Mm-hmm. One of those like dynamic boards. So it, it, it looks interesting. It's been delayed, obviously, like everything else. Um, but that's the only one that seems to be actually giving us updates. And it seems to be that they're at the point where, like, they're starting to kind of get ready. I think it's on the boat now, actually. I have one that should be on the boat, but I haven't got an update that says they made it on the boat because of Chinese New Year. They're like, I don't know if it made it. Yeah, I, I know the last update was it was, I don't know if it was on the boat or they were trying to get a container to get on the boat. But other than that, the one, the other one that I'm really holding out for and I want to play is Wonderland War. When is that supposed to come? To I you? haven't even seen an update in, like, months on that thing. I have no idea. I think it's been a couple of months since it's been an update. Yeah. At last, the last update was they're still kind of like in final production. Yeah. So um, I picked up Colt Express, the big box. Uh, I've owned everything Colt Express, but I ended up selling it to a friend because I wanted the big box because there is uh, expansion coming out over the summer that has a second train. Ooh. Ooh. So I'm gonna say it's gonna suck for you if that actually something happens and that doesn't come out and you just sold all of your. <laughs> I ended up selling it for the same price as the big box. Oh. So yeah, it worked. Uh, but I did end up buying the big box, so there's a lot of empty space. Did you keep the DeLorean? I did keep the DeLorean and all the upgraded bits. So Did you keep the playmat? I did. It actually fits in. I was able to rig the big box, so it fits in there. Ooh. Yep. So I do have a brand new copy of Colt Express, and there's a new character. Her name is called Silk, and she actually has three different powers, and you choose at the beginning which one you want to use. Ooh. Ooh. 
but I'm looking forward to that next expansion comes out. But that's my newest one that I want to play some more. And uh, one more game I just wanted to mention. I've been hearing a lot. It's like the latest hotness, Town Folk Tussle. Townsfolk? Yeah, Towns Townsfolk Tussle. Tussle. I heard it. I don't know what it is. I heard it's, that name. So the only thing that really interests me, and they're coming up with a new Kickstarter, which I'm very gonna going to keep a close eye on. Someone said, and this is like a big claim in my, like several people were saying like, it is what Kingdom Death Monster wishes it was. Like Kingdom Death Monster is, you know, this $5,000 to $10,000 game that people invest in and everything. And this $60, $80 game, and it's selling on eBay for $300 and people are buying it. So that's how good this game is. It just peaked... It's peaking the heck out of me, but it's a, it's a, you're, you have a town and there's a, um, arena, which you tactically fight in. And then based on the, on, on, if you, if you beat the monster there, you get resources and you build up your town or you build the equipment and rinse, wash and repeat. So it, it just sounds interesting as all heck. I'm, 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 if, if somebody's listening to this, I want to play it. Get at me. Yeah. I've, I've heard good things about it as well. All right, guys, so that ends our first show of 2022. Beginning of season three, the premiere of season three. We hope. It, I think it's kind of like an interim. It's not quite season two, not quite season three, because yeah, it's the game of the year. It's the game of the it's year. It's the bonus episode. The bonus, the bonus, bonus episode. episode. Bonus episode. Oh, I like that. So, bonus. series premiere, season three premiere, next time. Same bad time. Same, same bad. people time, same people. Oh, wait, I know. I have a, I have a one last bye burn. If I see one more person post something about Wordle, I'm going to punch them. The red meeple, the green meeple, and the blue meeple. Which one would you buy? Which one would you burn? Which one would you borrow? Sounds like a really very lightly. (laughs) All right, guys, next time. I'll be going. Yeah, go have a good night. Take it easy. Peace.